running with Maverick and Wolfman. Hey guys, welcome back. Here we go. What motivates you to exercise? I'm going to have to think on that one. Do you have an answer right away? I've always just enjoyed exercise. Yeah, I enjoy it as well. I would say I feel better. Yeah, you definitely feel healthier. Sleep better. Makes you more tired. That's true. You might not feel better right away, but then you start seeing some results, and then you definitely, like, yeah, I feel good. It's a good motivation. Training for a race or something, it's definitely motivation. I feel it helps. I do better if I have something to train for. I I think it, you know, clears your mind, resets the batteries, releases endorphins. I just enjoy it. I enjoy exercise, I got to admit. Endorphins. Next question. I get crabby if I don't exercise. (laughs) Put some Old Bay on that. Not yet a sponsor. (laughs) Okay, here's one. At what point do you experience a runner's high? You know, I got to say, like, everybody thinks you get it every time. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I've only ever had it a couple times. Why don't you explain what it is for the people that don't know what it? Maybe people don't run or exercise yeah. much. Maybe they don't know what that is. I don't even know if I fully know what the runner's high is. But <laughs> only ran thousand miles. The only time I could think of is I was running, and at one point, totally in sync in the moment, you could just feel your heart pumping. You were just kind of in the zone, like nothing else was really around you that's what i think the runner's high is how often i don't think it happens every time no no i would say there's some days that we were doing training runs or races even where you just you didn't click when you're clicking in everything's working that day you're having a really good run really great race almost indefinitely but yeah it's not every time for sure yeah but i would say it's the days that you feel really good the days that my my one friend described it as he was going for a run and he said he got, you know, planned for running like maybe four miles or something mm-hmm. like that. He got out like three miles. And then instead of turning back and going home, he just kept running and he wanted to see how far he could make mm-hmm. it and how he would feel. And uh, <laughs> he couldn't make it back, he figured. So he <laughs> called his wife and said, hey, can you pick me up? And they had like a party going on. So and she's just like, you, what are you doing? It? You're supposed to be hoarding. She, you know, it, that happens though. Like you get to the point where you might think like I could just keep going forever and then you yeah. get out too far and you get stuck. So that's why you might have to make sure you have a route back. Yeah. Yeah. Or you run a loop. I was like yeah. a loop because then you could just keep circling and then stop. I think sometimes even it's, it's even after the fact, like there's been a few times that I've run with my one buddy and then I'll text him like a couple hours later and we did great. Yeah, you remember some of those runs, you know, yeah. more than others. And then there was a lot of college training that not, not a good day. Yeah. <laughs> the, the morning runs are usually kind of rough. Oh, doubles. <laughs> yeah, there's the first couple of miles. just like, oh, geez, just get through this and get yeah. to the next one. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. Running the lake was tough sometimes oh, Sunday I, morning. I hated running on that lake because it, it just, it don't like the monotony of it. Oh. And it's just pole after pole and every single one of them is numbered so it's just like great only 120 more of these yeah <laughs> at least it was flat that didn't help at least help. it was flat at least it, i always felt if it was mountainous then it would have been fun because you at least go up and down maybe get some shade or something but you're just baking <laughs> on the flats and he said baking not bacon everybody loves bacon <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go let's see here how many weeks should I train for a 5K? I'm a new runner. I'm about to run a 5K. How many weeks should I train? I mean, 
It depends on what you want to do. I want to run a 5K. If you want to finish it, yes. then I would say... It'd be nice you, to finish. Yeah. I, I, I'd say <laughs> if you can get at least four to six weeks of training. In my opinion, if you want to do anything where you're actually going to race for time, then I like four, six-week phases. I think the, closer, the closest 24 weeks you can get, the better, if you're looking for performance. It depends on what kind of shape you're in. If you're already yeah. in pretty good cardio shape and you run occasionally or something yeah. like that, or you run several times a week, it's going to be a lot easier and yeah, quicker. Yeah. If you're a runner already and you're just deciding to race all of a sudden, it's going to be pretty easy transition to the 5K. Yeah. 5K is 3.1 miles right. for those that don't know. I, I guess I was just picturing somebody who just never done it before. I'm trying to run a 5K. Right, which is what people do a lot. Though. Yeah. They've yeah. never run seriously at all and they jump into 5Ks. Yeah. In that yeah. case, it's more of a walk. It's not really yeah. a run because you're just trying to get through mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you're not in shape, it's going to be a lot tougher. A yeah. lot more mental, yeah. too. It's a very, really mental battle when you aren't used to it. Yeah. But if you're used to running, it's just about making sure you can cover the distance and you don't go out too fast. Right. I would say that's what most people do wrong is they go out way too quick. Right. Like they're going to win it. Mm-hmm. If you've never run it, you're probably not going to win the first probably time you go not. out there. Yeah. No. You probably should... not going to place either in your age group. Yeah. You should not be running with the pace car. Yeah. If you're in the front, you probably <laughs> made a mistake, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I remember races where they would like tell you to come up to the front, you know, like road races where mm-hmm. they say, come up to the front if you run a certain time and you'd be yeah. lined up with too many people. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. the ratio's off. There's, there's 50 people, there's a hundred people in the race and there's just way too many people in the front. You're like, there's no way that yeah. everyone in here is running, you know, under 17. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. I have had people in slings, <laughs> like start in front of me and you're just like, I don't think that's where you should be. I've had 10-year-olds yeah, up in front that's, of me. Like, you need to back up. Safety-wise, you have to watch because yeah. if you get a bunch of elite runners who are going to go out at five-minute pace and then you get the kids in front mm-hmm. of them, that's where the race administrators need to say, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, you guys yeah. need to move to the back because yep. it's it's just dangerous. And I've, I mean, I've been in races where people have gotten knocked over. Really? My brother actually got knocked over in a high school race. and He was a top runner and he got knocked down on a cinder track he still has a big scar on his arm from it. Jeez. They had to restart the whole race because he went down so hard in front of everybody. Oh. But anyway, circling back, training, the more training, the better usually, yep. Yep. especially if you're trying to hit certain yeah. times. And times really shouldn't be a goal in the beginning. It should just be no. doing it to begin with and then Finishing times it. later. I agree. All right, I'm ready to run my first 5K. Sweet. Thanks, for, thanks for answering my question. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Would you rather walk on the moon or race Steve Prefontaine? Hmm. Now, why don't you start by just telling us who Steve Prefontaine is? Arguably one of the best American distance runners ever, although it's arguable because he never really got to perform in his prime because he died in a car accident. Ah, I think I'd rather run with Steve Prefontaine. You don't want to go to the moon? Uh, can we run on the moon with Steve Prefontaine? You could do whatever you want. I mean, that's not the question that they ask, but you could, <laughs> if you want to do that, you could do that. You could hop around yeah. up there a little bit. It's our show. We can make whatever questions. Yeah. I'm doing both. He's going to run on the moon with Steve. It's not a big yeah. deal. I'm going to convince him to come with me. It's a, it's a good question. It's unusual, yeah. but it's a good question. All right. Ooh, the worst race ever. Hmm. Let's think. Oh, it's probably... And probably when I got sick before preseason, mm. and then I had to leave preseason, 
And I was basically racing every day in practice to try to keep up with the group. And uh, then we raced, and I ran the worst time in a five-miler I think I've ever ran, or 8K, whatever it was. I was saying in college, what, 8K? Yeah, whatever it was. Which is five and change. That day. And and I remember it, you know, it was my worst time, but I was dead last on the team, which never happened before. I knew I was in rough shape because I got got smoked by everybody. (laughs) And I said said to Coach, I said, Coach, something's wrong with me. I got to take time off. He's like, go ahead, take time off. So I went home. And came back and, like I said, raced pretty much in practice for, like, that first week. Ran a terrible 8K time. Then I did the same thing for the second week. Every day was tough. It was mentally tough. Yeah. And just exhausted physically. And then I ended up getting back into the top seven, I think, by the second week at Washington and Lee. That was my favorite course ever. That was a great course. That was the course where... There was like a, a turn into the woods that we yeah. weren't supposed to take, but I took it because the kid in front of me took it and he's <laughs> running, right? We're running and I don't remember what piece we were, you know, it's hard to remember, but yeah. you know, it's something under six minutes, you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. five something pace. And all of a sudden he disappeared, <laughs> just disappears. And I'm like, there was no the kid. Hell? It was a ghost. Yeah. I was like, what? he went through the woods and he disappeared. When you're <laughs> running that quick... You don't have a lot of time to react. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden, there's no ground. Huh. And I'm like, I, I have to jump because I can't stop. So I jumped. And as I'm going through there, I'm like, don't break your ankle. So I hit and I'm like, thank God I didn't break anything. <laughs> and then I started thinking to myself, that was crazy. That was like an eight to 10 foot drop off out of nowhere with no signage. I was like, so my teammates are going to get really hurt. I'm surprised <laughs> no one's hurt already. And I'm like, this is crazy. Why would they do this? And uh, it was like a two loop, remember? So then we went yeah, around yeah, yeah. the second time and they didn't have us go that way. And I'm like, son, of a- I just jumped <laughs> off that ledge for nothing. You don't need to do that. And somehow it was not like a deviation from the course. It was like a little extra, let's say it was 10 feet difference or something. It was negligible. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the guy that was supposed to be standing there wasn't standing there. <laughs> Man, that was fun. It was it, Thinking back on it, it was precarious, but I, I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah. That was a heck of a jump. <laughs> So, leads me into a question for you, Wolfman. How many marathons (laughs) have you run? So, I believe I've done 12 of them. Started and finished. Okay. And how many states have you run marathons in? I think it's only been two states. Really? Yeah, I've done other races in other states, but I think marathon-wise, I've only ever run in Pennsylvania and Massachusetts, which is pretty wild. But some of them were the same race multiple years. Do you have a favorite marathon? Yeah, as cliche as it's probably going to sound, Boston is my favorite one. It was pretty awesome. And how many times have you run Boston? I have run Boston three times, eight, nine, and 13. Yep. So how was the first Boston? Mind blown because uh, it was one of those like high school aspirations. Like I'm going to qualify for the Boston Marathon and I'm going to run it. And I don't know if you remember or not, but the, my, the whole fifth year of school, you know, we weren't competing with the NCAA, so I was training for my first Boston qualifier. Um, ran that that October, qualified for Boston, and ran it that next April. Um, so, so that was your first. Was, 
Sorry, that was your first marathon and you qualified for Boston? Yeah, at the the Steamtown Marathon in 2007. I qualified for my first Boston Marathon. The first Boston, like I said, it was it was uh, mind-blowing because it was something I had had on my radar at that point for seven years, something like that. Anyway, a while. That's and that's then, pretty incredible yeah. that that's pretty incredible that you qualified for Boston on the first attempt. Lots of people are trying for years to get into Boston. My buddy, he knows a lot of marathon stats. So I did my first marathon in under three hours and qualified for Boston. And he said that that year, 2007, only like 1% of people ran their first marathon in under three hours. So that was pretty good. That's really good. (laughs) So you ran (laughs) Steamtown, qualified for Boston. So then was Boston the next marathon that you ran? Was that the second marathon? Yep. So Boston was the second marathon I ran and that one qualified me for the next year's Boston. So that was the third one I ran too. So I just want to let people know, cause not everyone is super familiar with marathons and, and whatnot, but Boston is something that a lot of people aspire to run, especially if they're a serious marathoner. Uh, and that's pretty yep. incredible. Once again, that you were able to do that in the first attempt and running under three hours is quick. It is. It's quicker than I go now. <laughs> so that that first Boston that you ran, 2008, you were mm-hmm. 23. Oh, how old was I? Jeez. Yeah, however old we were when we got out of college. <laughs> 23, I think. What's the atmosphere like in Boston the day before? What's the city like? Oh, it's it's hopping. It's busy. But the the city's just full. I mean, it's incredible. And um, everybody's, oh, you're doing the Boston Marathon? I thought, you know, every even running, they know a lot of people are. And so they're, they're all into it, too. I mean, the whole city is all about this marathon. So take me through the, the morning of the marathon in Boston. What is your, what's your head like? What's your emotion going into that? Atmosphere. I mean, there's what thirty thousand people. Yes, it's like twenty to thirty thousand people are at least ready to run it. The first few I did, I was there to race and do as well as I could. And uh, you're very, very focused. You're you don't do anything that's going to potentially jeopardize your race. So try to relax. You try to get your head right. Try to focus on your goals. Try to make sure you're you're doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. So, you know, the first couple were very, very focused. I need to be here at this time and I need to do this at this time, which is very focused is how I would say that morning goes. So how did it go? What was it like? Oh, every one of them was awesome. The first one I did uh, was the year that Lance Armstrong did it. So I actually passed him. At three thousand yards. Wait, we just want to. We just want to say Wolfman passed Lance Armstrong in the Boston Marathon. I did at at three thousand meters. (laughs) So just just before two miles, I passed Lance Armstrong. Did you say anything to him? uh, I was close enough. I probably could have, but like I said, I was focused. I had a goal in mind. So no, I did not. 
But then as I'm running, I had a live strong shirt on and black shorts as well. And we have a similar build. So there was a guy on the route that thought I was Lance Armstrong and called me over for a high five and stuff. So I high fived him. And then I get like 10 yards past him and he's like, that wasn't Lance Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then at, I think it was 23 miles. Lance Armstrong passed me back. (laughs) Oh, but I was, I ran ahead of Lance Armstrong for what? 20 miles. He's drafting off you. He's drafting off you. He was drafting me. He was drafting me. He was using me as a stunt double to take all those high fives <laughs> that were slowing him down. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So then how did it finish up? What was it like coming through the end? Oh, where uh, did you hit the wall? Did you hit the wall? Oh, yeah. I hit the wall. Where? I don't remember. The only marathon I remember when I hit the wall uh most people probably think it's your first one, but it wasn't. It was the 2010 Pittsburgh Marathon. I hit the wall at about eight miles. And I only know that because that's when I was running with my brother in his first marathon. We hit eight miles and I was like, that's it. I'm done. Just keep going. <laughs> so I thought to myself, it's going to be a long race. <laughs> so then take me through the end of that that first boston what was that like coming through the finish oh it was awesome you you hit a certain point where you turn onto the street that it finishes and it's loud and you can you can see the finish and you've already run so far and you always feel like you should be done already but you have that much more to go but it it was just awesome and then you still find something in your tank to just carry you through i don't know if it's the crowd I don't know if it's seeing the finish line that you're almost there, but it's just awesome. Everybody's like screaming, like it's just cheering. It's it's loud. It's crazy. The third Boston that you ran was 2013. 2013. Yep. Yep. So so that that is the one that probably everybody knows about, uh, whether you run or not. So that was the the year that there was an attack in Boston. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that. What was it like being there for that as your third? Yeah. So the before was similar, but different. It was different because started a family training was no longer priority. So this one was a little less focused (laughs) and a lot more focusing on the, the fun aspect of it. So it was a little different. The day before I went for a run, which I wouldn't have typically done, and I actually saw the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. So I had to run back to the hotel room, get my camera. I had to go take pictures of it, which again, I would not have done that. I wouldn't um, have done that ever. You could never you couldn't even pay me to go back and get a camera to take a picture of that thing. You should see this thing. I'll show you the next the next time we're together, I'll show you the pictures of it. I have them because it was awesome. And then uh anyway. I still, you know, you still don't want to have any stomach issues or anything while you're running. I mean, you're running for a long time. So I'm, you're still mindful about what you're eating and things like that. So um, did you have a hot dog? No, 
There was nobody in it. It was that, uh that's good. They must have been doing something else. So no, I didn't have a hot dog. But I went in a lot more like fun, like yeah. totally more relaxed. I was talking to a guy on the bus, which I wouldn't have typically done before. Usually I had my headphones on, getting my head in the game. I chit-chatted with that guy for the bus ride into the athletes village. Ran into some people I know, chit-chatted with them for a while. Yeah, just a lot more relaxed, a lot more like fun intended. I had goals in mind, don't get me wrong, but was getting back into what I would consider good marathoning shape because I hadn't been there for a while. What was the time that you were trying to hit that day? I think I was trying to beat the time I had qualified with, and I was trying to get as close to three hours as I could. I did not make that goal, by the way. <laughs> Do you remember what your time was? I think I ran a three twenty-five and change. Still a good time, but not not as yeah. fast as you were a few years back. Right. I know that I cramped terrible somewhere in the twenties because it was the first one since the run for the red that I had to stop. That I couldn't run continuously because I had cramped so bad. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Tune in next week to hear about how Wolfman's experience at the 2013 Boston Marathon changed from lighthearted to something else. Maverick and Wolfman, running out. If you're enjoying listening to Running with Maverick and Wolfman, please remember to like and share on Facebook, subscribe, and support the show. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered medical health care advice. We are not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast. This podcast is not intended to replace professional medical advice. The views expressed in this podcast may not be those of the hosts.